Hello, hello. Welcome everyone to Being Experiential Podcasting with myself, Erin Pruitt, and the lovely Aquarius, Bethany Evans. And tonight, or today, or this afternoon or morning, whenever the hell you're listening to this, uh, you get to hear all about um, a really important topic to Bethany and I, because we both have these pussies. And we're going to talk. Did you say it? I did. <laughs> what is, how does your pussy sound? If it's happy, what does it sound like? Pussy. <laughs> what about yours? Uh, my oh, she's like high pitched. Pussy. <laughs> Sass. <laughs> if she's angry, she's like, pussy. <laughs> oh, mine's like, pussy. <laughs> Ask Carl, as we shared in the p- pussy book club, I... I could hear her talking and I was possessed. Yeah. So talking about possessed pussies, um, today we're going to be talking about the embodiment of pussy wisdom. What is it? How do we discover it? How do we look at it? And most importantly, because Bethany has really um, done so much work since 2014, where she really started diving into her own personal pussy wisdom, she has cultivated a class for all of us called Embodiment of Pussy Wisdom. It's a masterclass that she's going to be offering and giving like, what, what is it? How do we do this? Some, a flavor, <laughs> a sense of it. And, you know, basically the pussy is beautiful and it's messy. And I think sometimes having some guides on really how do we ride that wave? It's exciting because your class actually starts April 19th. And we had a little sampling today. Excited. Now you have to say pussy. uh, You have to say the class with your happy. Like if your pussy's happy. Oh gosh. Okay. This was fun. Okay. This is like a total reflection of where I can embody it more, which is like, I'm afraid to fully tap into that because I get really fucking excited. Right. So like sometimes can be like too much for people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is, it's, it's yours now. Everyone now knows they got told we're talking about pussy. We're talking about pussy. I'm so excited. That's her. (laughs) She's excited. And and if you really want to get into it, to grab a pussy right now. And as you listen to, I'm doing it, I'm grabbing it. Hey, and if you don't have a pussy and you have um, a penis, grab your penis. I mean, yes. it's all it's all the same kind of, <laughs> same but opposite, right? <laughs> <laughs> masculine version. Yeah, the masculine version. All right. So, how do we say this pussy embodiment? Embody pussy wisdom masterclass yeah. series. Now you have to say it in your voice. Your happy pussy. Embody voice. pussy wisdom masterclass series. <laughs> <laughs> She's so excited. Oh my God. I know. Right. <laughs> I, oh, that would be so fun. That'd be in a transform world. If you could turn on the radio and it's like, join us now for <laughs> pussy wisdom masterclass series <laughs> where you too can tap into your pussy power. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that in the beginning of this series when, and, and, and in the beginning of the calls, whoever wants Please. to join, that's what you have to look forward to. Okay. I would, oh. that'd be awesome. Okay. All right. So I guess for some people that are going, huh? Yeah. What, what? embody pussy wisdom? Like, and why did you name your class that? So since my, I called an awakening back in 2014 after I had my son, um, 
I realized I wasn't fully living like embodiment to me is like to express or to like, um, give concrete form to. So that means to like actually live it, right. Like live this, whatever it is you you're wanting to embody. So, um, to embody your pussy wisdom is, I mean, I use the word pussy, but like, it's really about feminine energy. Cause what's more feminine than having a pussy, like mm. only women, feminine energy give birth, like through the pussy. And, um, obviously it does come from the book that we just had our, our mm. book club series on, which is pussy a reclamation, which help like it's, it's one of the books that changed my life, but it's one of the major ones that changed my life. And mm. I noticed that when I started working with, uh, female clients and this would come up, right? Like their connection to their feminine energy. I'd be recommending this book to all of them. And every time I did, right. It changed them in some way, maybe not the same ways it changed me. Um, but you know, I, I, and I, what I saw was there was inherent wisdom and like knowledge that we have stored there that we don't allow to come out or we don't empower it to, guide us, uh, in our lives. Mm -hmm. And so to embody that is to first tap into it, right. To awaken to it, but then how do you actually put it into action in your everyday life? Um, and so that's why I named it that because for one, uh, sometimes when I'm, I like to play with words, like I love words cause I'm an air sign. Um, but then some things get channeled to me or I, I like the way things sound. And so embody pussy wisdom just sounded good to me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, it has the body, it's in body. Yeah. And I love the idea because I do think that <sighs> pussies, feminine energy has been minimized, demonized. It's been, you know, um, shut down in so many ways. And to say, no, there's wisdom here. Yeah. Is to like a permission slip. Yeah. And those who are seekers are like, well, I want the wisdom. How do I tap into it? And it's neat right. because it's actually inside each of us. Exactly. And that's what I always stress is I'm not going to tell you, like I'll ex share my experience of how I tapped into or how I embody mm -hmm. it, but it, it's going to look completely different for you. Mm -hmm. We may have similar things, right? We can relate to things. There's a relatedness, but it's not going to be exactly the way that I do it. And that's what I love doing with this work is, is, empowering other people to empower within themselves um, and realize that it is already there and that you just have to tap into it. And then once you do, then you embody it. And, and that's just like, I'm trying to explain like what embody means to me, but it's so difficult sometimes when you feel something, uh, you know, as an mm -hmm. energetic person um, to put it into words, it's just like to live it, to feel it and express it at the same time. So yeah. I made yeah. like, I know after I took a class this years ago when I was married to Chris, um, I took, it was called a wisdom class and actually wisdom, the way they defined it was play. Mm. And I remember so many ahas cause it was a year long class. Like you're really learning how to master being playful. Oh, I love that, that shit is not happening enough on this planet. Oh, totally. And one of the things I saw was when I laughed or when I expressed joy or something was funny, I would like try to um, keep it bubbled. And when I embodied like that is funny or, Oh my yeah. gosh, I'm enjoying myself. Yeah. I, my laugh shifted. Like the laugh I have now is like ha, ha, it's loud. <laughs> it was not like that until I was, I don't know, 30. Yeah. And then all of a sudden when I embodied play, what was the result was a very 
a loud and full body laugh. Yes. And to me, every time I laugh, that's a reminder that I have mastered play. Yeah. Regardless of who's in the space. I love that. So I feel like with you, what's possible if, if those who attend your class embody mm-hmm. the wisdom of their pussy, like, fuck, what will they do? Who will they be right. that will be transformed? Except, yeah, I love that question. And it it's, for one, of course, it's about pleasure, right? Uh, pl- uh, pussy is about pleasure because we have 8,000 mm-hmm. nerve endings just on our clitoris, I think, alone. Um, but I think the clitoris, as I've learned, it is like inside and outside of uh, our vagina. I always get these, like, so vulva is the outside? Is it just the outside? And vagina is the entire thing, Yeah. right? Those are the medical terms. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, we'll get into wording in a second, but um, <laughs> pleasure Uh, because when you're not tapped into your pussy, you're kind of miserable. You're kind of like, you know, nothing feels good or you're not excited about things. So it's like excitement, passion, but then also it's about emotions and feeling every range of emotions. And that Mm -hmm. is something that I'm going to get into in the, in the series is yes, it does probably start with pleasure and play and um, fun and excitement and passion, but there is wisdom also in your pain, in your trauma, in your sadness, in your grief, mm-hmm. in your rage, right? And in, in your anger, like I call it sacred rage. Like there is medicine in all of those things. And our pussy is like, if we're thinking about chakras, that's our sacral chakra, which is our emotional center. We store all of the emotions in our body there. So when we've had trauma or experience something um, difficult that we haven't released, it's, mm-hmm. it stays there. Um, and so it's about basically being able to live yourself, being fully yourself, fully expressed authentically in every moment. And that's how I see it. So yes, pleasure, play, all the good things, but it's also tapping into all the not so pleasurable yeah. things and seeing how that's needed because they're there for a reason. Um, and there's wisdom in those as well. Mm. Do you have any insights for women who find it difficult to connect to their pussy or the, even before that, to the word pussy? So yes, the, obviously the, well, for for one, I'm an Aquarius, which means I like to be a rebel. So anything that's like taboo or not, (laughs) like not as mainstream, I like to talk about. Um, That's just that rebel in me. However, the the book pussy, um, it was even difficult for me, like, it may seem weird, but when I started listening to it, it was difficult for me to say out loud and to talk to other women using that word um, mm-hmm. for for some reason. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because we use pussy as a, um, a derogatory, like let, you know, put down for people like, mm-hmm. oh, you're a pussy. Like if you're being too um, emotional or whatever, you know, however it is, yeah. you're being a pussy or too weak, sensitive yeah. or something. Yeah. Weak, whatever. Maybe that's where it comes from. But I think um, there's a need to empower the word because it also means something really powerful. Like if you think about it, and I love what Betty White said, um, there's this quote that she said about, I can't remember exactly, but it's like, why do we use pussy as, you know, um, meaning something weak? Like it actually, like they can really take a pounding, right? Like they literally birth children and then go back to their, to their regular state of being. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's fucking amazing. Um, not only that, the the different types of sensations we can feel. Anyways, so those are all that. Those are those are probably the conversations that will come up around people who 
don't like using the word, I would then reflect back to those people. Like, what is your, what is your beef with it? Like, what's your shame around it? That's actually something that's coming from within you. Um, and you know, you don't have to hold on to that story, you know? So maybe it is, maybe you want to use a different word. If you want to use a different word, that's totally fine. You can, but empower that word and don't demonize another word just because, um, you know, you don't resonate with it, you know? Yeah. No, there's a tons of like <clears throat> insults around being feminine. Oh, you're yeah. a sissy. Oh, you're such a girl, baby, which really tell, let's be honest. If someone, someone says you're being a baby, do you imagine a baby boy? No, you probably imagine a baby girl because yeah. we don't socialize that way. So mm-hmm. pussy is an extension of, it's an insult to be anything feminine. Yeah. Although I do see that it's usually men insulting other men using the word. <laughs> I've noticed. And now I, I've got everyone that I know close to me calling each other ball sacks. Nice. I stole that from Pink. I'm like, oh, I love that. If you're, yeah. What does a ball sack do other than cry if it gets hit? It shrinks up. And yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, you're a ball sack. If you're a pussy, wow, you're like killing it. Yeah, totally. All right. So what about the women who, um, oh no, what I, what I want to ask is why what had you create the series? Like what about women had you for yourself or what you saw with your clients had you go, this is a series that I need to offer. Well, I think it's twofold for one. I do offer it one-on-one with people. Um, Mm -hmm. and I do speak to a lot of my female clients. Like there's, it peppers in a lot of our conversation when it comes like this topic does. Mm -hmm. Um, but what I noticed is, it can sometimes be really scary to confront those things by yourself or when you feel like, and again, shame is a big thing that I think we have to overcome when it comes to just using the word or talking about this topic in general. And so there's shame around, like shame lives in, in solitude. Like, you, you know, that's where you develop it. And then you think like, oh, other people can't relate to me. Um, don't know what I'm, you know, talking about, or, you know, I'm think we'll think I'm crazy, whatnot. So we're, I noticed that also pussy thrives in community or women thrive in community. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to create a group series of it. So I could talk about these things also reach more people, but I think then also create that, that sense of you're not alone. Um, look at other women wanting to join and be a part of this conversation, um, and creating connections that way. But, and, you know, and then again, also, like I said, reaching more people, because I think it is such at one time, like reach, um, one-on-one work is amazing and you can get a lot done that way. But I think there's also something to be said about group work, um, excuse me, that, uh, is really powerful. And, um, I really want this conversation to go further, just like we did with the, the book club. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do, what do people get out of this? Like what's available? Like what transformations, what, if I say, Hey, I put my time and money in here, Mm-hmm. what is possible for me to get? Well, uh, th- a few things I strive to provide for people, no matter if I'm working with them one-on-one or group or whoever I'm talking to is perspective, right? Giving a new perspective around the situation. So allowing yourself to get out of your kind of tunnel vision of like what you're experiencing, whether it's a story, uh, an emotion, a trauma, a wound, and see it from a different perspective. Um, also, again, like I said, connection and community. Um, 
because I am also creating a Facebook group where that people can join when if they uh, come to the masterclass. So that's going to be really important too, because like we saw in the the pussy Facebook group, like I think it is just needed for women to just show up and just be like, hey, this is happening with me, or hey, I have this win, or I have, or I'm struggling with this right now, right? So connection, community. <clears throat> Um, which in itself can be transformative. Um, the being witnessed aspect of, of it, um, in the, I think in that, the community, um, and then just play and play and like pleasure, but also how to's like how actual tips or reflections of that you can take away with you. That's, that's one of the biggest things, right? If I'm talking about embodiment, I'm going to give you actual tips on how you can take this into your everyday life and, um, utilize it. So, uh, that, that's one of the biggest things it, you'll take away is how can I do this outside of this masterclass? So first, like, obviously I'm going to be talking a lot, right? It's going to be a two hour masterclass each time where I'm talking a lot. It'll be a little interaction from the people there, but it's mostly just going to be me talking about my experiences, my insights, because that is one of my strengths. Um, and, and then providing, uh, actual tangible tips that you can take away along with workbooks and, um, resources. I think it's interesting because, um, I think what gets underestimated, I took a class and I remember the, the instructor and it was like 150 people in this class mm-hmm. and you're in this class and you, you know, you're like, okay, I've been hurt hearing wonderful things about this, but how am I going to have ahas when there's one teacher and all these people. And I remember him saying, when it comes to transformation, you don't have to be the person at the front of the room. You don't have to be the person sharing. You can transform inside of hearing yourself in another. Yeah. And to me, that is like the epitome of, of witnessing, yeah. but in a way that you hear someone. And that's what I love about group work. It's like someone was courageous enough to say, here's my yeah. breakdown. And then someone else steps up. And then someone else who says nothing is just sitting and listening, right? Is like- yeah that's my story or that's, I see myself in that. Right. And then they can do their own work to heal, move it forward, or they could hook their wagon to that person then add to it. But I I think there's something we underestimate in the group dynamics that really offer a level of breakthrough through another's share. Totally. I absolutely agree. That's something that I've, I feel like that's how I've done so much transforming mm-hmm. is just by listening to other people's story and relating it to my own. Um, and that's what I love about it too, is that why it's so individualized and um, because it's like, you're going to hear it from your own, your own filter. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's going to mean something different for you than it would be for the other person or for me. Um, and it takes you and sometimes seeing something outside of you, that you can relate to, or that like really is mirroring your experience, like allows you to, to have a deeper insight, right? Because when you're in it, like if you're stuck in this little bubble of whatever you're feeling, the saying is like, you can't see the forest for the trees or something like that. It's like, you cannot see everything that's actually happening. So it gives you that outside perspective that is sometimes needed when you're kind of stuck in your own perspective. So can you give us an example of some content that you will be utilizing? 
Yeah. So um, I give broke him, it in. Give us an embouche and, or however you yes. say that French word. I'll give you embouche? a quick. I don't know. I don't know that word. Oh, I love like French. A mouthful. Oh, oh, I'll give you a mouthful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Oh, my pussy. She's so sorry. That's <laughs> she apologizes. She's a little wild today. Um, I like it. It's no. <laughs> a lot of uh, fire in the sky on yeah. our recording day. So if we right? seem fiery, it's just aligned with the energy. Exactly. So um, I broke it into a four-part series and I scheduled it around my menstrual cycle. So when I was um, creating it, I you know, was working with somebody and was like, okay, I'm trying to think about like timing is once a month too much in time between. And I was like, well, actually what I want to do is create like me to be in the right energy to, to be ho- like hosting the class you know, so then that's why I decided to do it for once a month. And so during pre-ovulation was the best time to, to do that. Anyways, that's just a little tidbit on oh, <laughs> stuff we may get into um, in some of the, the conversations. But I schedule around my menstrual cycle. So there's four. Um, the first one starting April 19th. And so that one is uh, called Awakening. So I kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for, um, created it around my experience. So, and, and I think in general, what I saw with other women, which is what first happens is you have an awakening. So I go into like, what does awakening around this topic look like? How does it feel? What may come up? Um, some tips on, you know, how to allow it to happen and surrender to it. And so we get into that in the first one. Um, the second one is called break free. And this one is all about noticing the conditions, the stories, um, where maybe you're suppressing or, um, not allowing yourself to like where basically where these stories or where these conditions came from and kind of breaking free from that. So being able to have uh, a different perspective, like, okay, this actually came maybe from my ancestry or from my parents or from my grandparents. And I don't need to allow it to, uh, hold me back from where I want to get from my transformation, from embodying this. So mm-hmm. we go into breaking free from those things. The third one is called child. And this is like, it, it's labeled. Um, it's about exploring your inner child because that's what you're going to realize is, is underneath there is there is going to be some trauma or some wounding around um, when you were a child uh, that will need some addressing and some healing. So this class is gonna be a little bit different than the rest of them in that I'm gonna allow a little bit more space for people to process or um, it's not gonna be as structured just because I feel like it represents that time, that period that you Mm -hmm. go through this phase of like, you know, when you're you're healing your inner child, it's really messy and it's really uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and it's, uh, I don't know, just very vulnerable. So that one is a really important one um, that, I noticed when I was planning it, I was like, okay, this one's going to be completely different than the other ones, like less structured because of that reason. So I'm excited mm-hmm. for that one. Cause I feel like that one, if you can move through that, it's going to be so easy for you to get to, I feel like the fourth stage like or phase that, that the last masterclass class, which is divinity, I've named it divinity. And that is when you're really, you see everything as perfect, like all of the bad stuff, all of the good stuff, uh, everything you've experienced is when you're really then, okay, now I can actually live as my authentic self through the guidance of my pussy, through the wisdom that I innately have. And, um, because I moved through all those other stages. So, um, it's really designed around, like, even I was even noticing there's four, four 
classes because of like the four phases of our menstrual cycle, like I kind of, it's really symbolic of feminine energy to me and all of the, the ways that I've been tapping into it. And menstrual cycle shows up a lot in what I do and what I talk about. So, yeah. Neat. And then I know that you offer, so you have the workshop, Mm -hmm. but let's say for some reason, something gets in the way time, can people work with you? A, can they do the series or B, if if they say, look, I feel really free around this. I heard this. How do I get, can I laser in on this? What's available if people want to (coughs) do it solo or do it an edited version or something? Yeah. Well, so to answer that, yeah, there's two things there. So I am going to record the masterclasses. So for one, people can, can buy them separately, like one, like, so they don't have to attend all of them. I do recommend doing all of them because it is like a process, but they can buy each one separately or they can buy all of them together and do the whole thing, Mm. but I'm going to record them. So then if you purchase it, say you can't be there live during the actual like meeting, the masterclass, you can then watch it for, you know, have it available, the recording available to you. So that is an option. Um, And then I also already have uh, my embodied pussy wisdom coaching, which I do the one-on-one work, which I already talked about. So um, yeah, if you feel you've already kind of done some work in this area and um, you you would rather do it one-on-one, you want to get really detailed because if you're doing a group thing, it's, it's more difficult to get into your specific details and, and for me to hone in on what's how I can help you and, or like what maybe the guidance that is there for you. Um, so if you want that, the, um, I already have that available. So we do one-on-one, my, my, uh, sessions are 75 minutes long. Um, and you can go through my website to, to do that. So yeah, that gives you more personalized experience. And, um, I feel like you'll have a more, a more quick, like a quicker transformation that way when you're working with me one-on-one. So, all right. Let's give them some examples. You're going to do okay. something to me. Yes. I'm going to do something to you. Yeah, for sure. you <laughs> yeah. Well, so I wanted to give everyone an example of kind of what we may talk about in the, in the one-on-one work that we do, because if you do purchase the, um, the masterclass series, which I'm calling the pussy passport, if you purchase that, you do get a 30 minute one-on-one with me, if you would like it, um, as a gift. So, um, there's chance to kind of take what we're talking about in the masterclass and then apply it one-on-one with me as well. So what I'm going to do with Erin, and so I am going to ask her, start with this question, but just so you guys know, I probably wouldn't start here if you were uh, working with me for the first time, only because I, like Erin's already been doing this work. I know her already. And, you know, so it, I would start a little bit more generalized, like something to the effect of, what is your relationship to your feminine energy or how do you feel about your pussy or something like that? We'd start like really general if I was working with you for the first time, but because I'm not working with Aaron for the first time, I'm going to, it's going to be a little bit more in depth. So are you ready, Aaron? So we're going deep end. You <laughs> start deep. shallow end and yeah. others. Both eventually we get, yeah. Eventually we get to the deep. Cause I love to go I'm deep. in. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm pussy deep. Woo. All right. Okay, so is there any area of your life where you feel like maybe you're struggling right now when it comes to allowing yourself to be fully embodied when it comes to pleasure, desire, or just feeling certain emotions? Uh, yes, I think, um, so I went almost literal with this question, question which is hilarious because I'm so, you know, 
so (laughs) dotted line instead of direct but what i one of the things i was noticing that came out of the panel um is that when it comes to pleasure i notice i have a tendency to go more passive like i'm totally in so let's say so i have a partner carl and i'm i'm usually a yes like sex pleasure i'm in and to initiate it though it takes more i'm not one to initiate but i am a great passenger and i'll take over at times but to do the original initiating and I've been playing with it and I have some theories why I'm like that or some whatever it is. But ultimately I noticed that listening to all these women, I was like, wow, they'll just take the driver's seat and mm. they'll do all these different things. And I'm kind of like, I really want it to be, you take the driver's seat. Yeah. I want to be along for the ride. Yeah, totally. So do you feel that it's, uh, I do want to hear your insights or what the, your theories around it too. Cause I have some of my own, but I'd love to hear yours first. Yeah. <laughs> um, but do you feel that it's hindering your sex life or that he's not taking the initiative? Is that why it's coming up? It's coming up. I think, cause he likes it when I take the initiative. Ah, okay. And no, he'll take it. But, um, I also, I think sometimes I'm more creative. I am like, I was so steeped in, we did this, we could do this, that I think, he's enjoyed that. Like when I, when I introduce something else, yeah. Um, he doesn't initiate as much when it comes to different ideas or toys or something, but he's game on with it. So I think for him, there's like, yeah, I love that. And I, and I love when you, you start the engine, like, right. So, okay. So here's, so what are your theories around it? Let's, let's go into that first. Cause I want, um, I, I think one, I have a, it's funny. Cause it could be like, I wonder if it's a story behind the story or something else, but I'm like, <laughs> like you're lucky that I, I have it that like, I'm just game on in bed. Like I'm just mm-hmm. like in it fun that I don't have to start it. Like you should, I think it's sexist. Like you should start it. You want it? Da, da, da. Because I'll bring game. Like I'm, yeah. I'm a great lover. Mm-hmm. And so one is like, well, I don't have to start it. I'm a great follower. Mm-hmm. Um, one, two, I think that I get in my head sometimes with timing Mm-hmm. like oh is this uh like do I want to sleep so I can get like all these choices um and I love how he it's impromptu like it's more spontaneous yeah and I find that when he leads and it's spontaneous I have a tendency to follow real easily because it just gotcha I shut down thinking about it so I'm not planning as much totally okay so what I hear is so like how you feel I don't is not wrong because what I hear is you want to be in your feminine energy which is the receiving the attracting mm-hmm which means he's in his masculine taking initiative. That to me is masculine energy is taking yeah. charge, right? So that's really what you're wanting, which isn't a bad yeah. thing. That's what your pussy wants. And, but however, I think, and, and I also want to point out that a lot of women, like you own your own business and you do, you know, you do a lot of initiating, a lot of stuff in your own life. You're in your masculine energy a lot. It's like in the bedroom, that's the one place where we want to surrender and really be in our feminine energy. Because again, Mm -hmm. our sexuality 
is how we're expressing our like innate, um, you know, energy, which is feminine for you. So, um, I want to point out that that happens a lot. I see that a lot in that women who are like high powered or, you know, own their own business entrepreneurs, which means they have to be in their masculine energy a lot in the bedroom. They really want to surrender like to the fact of like, I want to be submissive. I want to be whatever it is. So have you guys talked about this? Like, yeah, we've talked about it and he's, I think, you know, we haven't talked about it again, definitely when we're doing the pussy book. I think one of the things that we could do is I've introduced things through the pussy book. And I think one of the things I could say is, Hey, here's the things I'm like the idea generator. Like I always, and I think he's just, um, he likes things, but I think he, I think he looks to me like, wait, what are you, what are you like? What are he's you looking want? for? So consent. I think he gets stuck. What? I think he's looking for consent, right? It's yes. like, he, yeah. Yeah. So if I introduce something and he sees that I like it, he has no problem bringing it back. Okay. Like, oh, let's bring that. So I think maybe reviewing things like, what did Mm. you like? What did I like? How do Mm -hmm. we? Yeah. That um, open conversation, I think is what needs to happen in terms of like, I really loved it when you did this, or I really, or even just the blanket statement of, Hey, Carl, (laughs) whatever (laughs) you want to do, let's try like if you're open to that or like some people are different right like some people have strong boundaries around this like these are the things I will and will not do right and maybe it's stating those right okay mm. these are the things that are off limits don't ever ask me to do that however if you have a creative idea and you want to do something I would love for you to bring that to the table instead of having it to come from me because then you can give them all the reasons you just told me which is yeah then I get in my head about it. It takes me out of my body. It makes me feel like I have to plan. And then I don't feel as sexy or open or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And um, so it's it's basically the, the communication, I think, is the biggest piece here that I hear is, okay, you know what you want. Now it's like, how do I go about getting what I want through mm-hmm. stating it and through also through the boundaries? But if there's like a blanket statement where you can be like, hey, Carl, I'm never going to get mad at you for initiating something that you're into, right? If that, if like, cause I kind of feel like that's how you are, right? As you said, like your game. So I trust you, you have my consent. Like, (laughs) like maybe he just needs to hear those words, right? Yeah, he's obviously a a very respectful man and and wants you to feel respected and and not, you know, whatever it is. And a lot of men are like that too. I noticed that they're afraid to um, be assertive sometimes with women only because of all the stuff that, you know, in mm-hmm. society that we see, like the Me Too movement and, you know, things yeah, like women yeah. feeling, feeling uh, like men can be too aggressive and all that. So the consent, I think, is the biggest thing here. And yeah. And I think he definitely, and he, and I know he gets more excited when he, I'm excited. Like that yeah. is super, and which is happens for a lot of people, but I don't think everyone, like some people, I've been with some people that I was like, oh, you don't really care as much about me. Yeah. Like, oh, this is going to be a one and done. Yes. Or this is not even, we're stopped. We're not even going to be a done. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I have done. Um, but no, where Carl really is engaged. So I think that would be good because he does care so much about yeah. me. Yeah. And, my and getting off and my Exactly. Pleasure. And you telling him like, this is what really turns me on and I want you to do this and and even just like stating like yeah like when this is what turns me off right if you tell him what turns you off he'll probably never do it (laughs) 
so it's, it's going to be like some reflection and like getting clear for yourself. Like, these are the things I want to communicate to him. And then having that conversation, because you guys already have that open yeah. uh, communication and yeah, let me know how it goes. Okay. <laughs> um, so is there anything else you wanted to talk about there? No, I know. I was thinking I had to get back. Um, if, if you could give, I know I'm asking this off the top of your head, but if mm-hmm. you could give a tip right now to women, cause look, you've done worked with enough women. Yeah. I know you work with men, but you can give one to men too. Um, but if you could give a tip that's really, um, kind of fits maybe a common issue, complaint, stuck point right now to our listeners, what would you, what tip would you suggest? Hmm. Oh my gosh, my head's going in a lot of different directions. Are you okay. going to have them take that test? Oh I yeah, I, I might. take that test. I okay. think so too. I'm going to put it in the- tell you the test. Yeah. You have to take Bethany's class because this was super insightful for Carl and I. Yeah. Because we overlap on everything except one area where I'm strongest and he's weakest and he's mm-hmm. strongest in another area and I'm weakest. And we actually used it as a way to discover new ways yeah. to be in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. But I loved uh, taking the <laughs> test. And then I had to like Google, like someone like, what does that mean? And what does right? that look like? Me too. I was like, well, what does it mean to be this or to be that? Or to, you know, yeah. cause I was like a little bit of all of them. So that was super enlightening for me too. I was like, oh, no wonder it feels like nobody can please me. <laughs> Yeah. And I remember being like, why? And I, cause you had taken the test first. Then I took it and I was like, why am I not like Bethany? And I looked down and it was because in one area I was not, I was yeah. so low. Yeah. And that was the area Carl was super high. And I was like, what the, they how does that, each other. what does that look like in the bedroom? Right. And it was cute. Cause Carl was like, I'm not totally sure. Yeah. If, you know, so I do think when people take this quiz and not it's the quiz is helpful, but then discussing it. Yes. Because it's kind of like taking a personality test, but like sexually and, but even in a personality test, it looks differently. So when I say to people, I'm an introvert, they're like, no, you're not. You're like so freaking chatty. (laughs) But what energizes me is quiet time. I can be chatty because I, and then, so that's, I'm not an introvert of the stereotypical quiet shy person. That's not me, Mm -hmm. but I get my energy from quiet. Mm -hmm. And I think like an introverted extrovert. Yeah. And I think that's the, um, being able to dialogue and being able to see our personalities, see where, you know, where our pussy wisdom is, but also say like, Oh, where do I feel most expressed and happy and pleasure? Yeah. No, I, so I love that you brought that up because I think that is perfect for what I do for most of my clients, whether we're talking about this topic or not, but I think it always starts there is the self-awareness of who are you innately and how do you operate? So I am always giving them referrals for quizzes like love languages, or, you know, this quiz we're talking about that I will, that we will give to you (laughs) Um, or human design or getting your, um, natal chart read, um, uh, I'm trying to think if there's other ones like there's all there's all of these or you know the end the Enneagram Myers, or yeah. Myers-Briggs all these things where you understand yourself a little bit better is where to start and this is for men and women because if you can understand like oh that's why I do this or that's that's why I am it in 
like in relationship that way, it takes away the shame or the feeling like you're wrong for who you just are, right? It, it, it gives that outside permission to like, and a label to be like, oh, well, I'm a projector. So that's why I have to take naps every two hours or something, you know, <laughs> yeah. it gives you that permission. Um, so that's my and of course, if we're talking about pussy wisdom or sexuality or pleasure in this arena, there are quizzes like that too for you and your partner um, that like we talked about that you can take to help you. Um, again, I, the shame was what came up was like, if you want to get rid of the shame around this uh, topic, you're going to first have to dive deep into acceptance of who you are, acceptance of I have a pussy and I like it this way, or I have a wild side, or I have a, a really shy side, or I'm a really freak in the bedroom, whatever it is that, that you cannot seem to own and accept about yourself. Um, that's where to start is to get really deep into who you are and basically why. Yeah. Got yeah. it. All right. So where the hell do people go to get more information, hear about this? So where? Where? Um, well, on Instagram, I, that's my main platform that I utilize. So Instagram has all of my information. I post there every day almost. Um, and then through there, there's links to my website where you can sign up. But if you want to just go straight to my website, it's um, empoweringauthenticity.com. And there is a page on there labeled masterclass where you can sign up for all of them using the pussy passport or just each of them if you want to do them one at a time or whatever floats your boat. Um, and uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Yes. And then um, we will be, um, shit, I was going to say something else. Now I just totally <laughs> brain farted. Okay. Was it Where, about our I highly shame recommend series? this. Oh. What? Was it about our shame series? Oh, man. Okay. I was looking down at the script and then like making sure. So whatever. <laughs> so I had a little brain fart there, everyone. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this is exciting. And I think that it's, it's a intimate conversation, but it's a global need yeah. to really have women be empowered. And I think it's amazing when, for me, I think when you recommended the pussy book, a pussy reclamation, I knew it would have traction. I did not realize some of the conversations when I paired it with a personality, like, whoa, where women fall on that journey. So to be able to do it and really do the deep work, like you'll be shocked. Like I still tell Carl today, like if something's not working, I'm like, do you want me to send pussy power to it? And he's like, (laughs) all right, if you think so. But he's usually a yes. He's like, all right, like, right. And I'll just like send, like, I'll totally intend on sending pussy power, but it's a fun way of like in owning it. So, yeah, well, that's what I love that you brought up the play aspect earlier too, because that was one of the the parts. And I think we talked about this in the book club on the panel is when um, she gives the example of like flashing your pussy to like shift the energy, you know, of someone like maybe it, it, it really can like, you, you flash your pussy to your girlfriend and it'll make her laugh. Right. Like it's, yeah. it's almost like it really can shift the energy of a room and a person, um, with just looking at it. So yeah. whether that's like desire, pleasure, 
passion, disgust, uh, or it's funny. I don't know. Like it literally can evoke so many different emotions just by looking at it. So go look at your pussy today. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Thank you everyone for joining us and talking about pussy embodiment and wisdom. And we're going to be uh, moving to, we're going to do intuitive hits where you have Laura who will be with us. Hopefully talking about her pussy. Hear more. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, hopefully we'll be talking about her pussy. <laughs> oh my God. That'll be so fun. Let's see how that goes. I know, right? <laughs> what? I know. She'll be like, ah, okay. <laughs> and remember, please like us, rate us, recommend us. Yeah. Because we just want to keep expanding and mm-hmm. It's kind of cool because the more people that follow us, the more people that listen, and we get better people on. We yeah. Get more, and more people that are like, yeah, I want to be on the show. I'm like, yes. Totally. So, I, yeah. Awesome. Uh, thank you, everyone. Thank you. See you later. Toodaloo.